Have you ever thought about your rights and freedoms regarding your money and its impact by legislation from all levels of government? Welcome to the Information Edge with your host, Darren Yancey. Darren has over 40 years of experience in key sectors of the economy, and he's been knee-deep in politics for over a decade. He's going to get into detail on these sectors, the politics surrounding them, what they mean to you, and how you can protect yourself and be involved. Now, live from Texas, your host, Darren Yancey. All right, folks, welcome to Fabulous Friday here on the Information Edge podcast. I am your host, Darren Yancey. It... uh, I got to tell you, this is one of those days. It's April Fool's Day, in case you didn't know. And God knows we have plenty of fools here in the United States of America and globally. So, you know, when you read stuff, take it with a grain of salt. If it happened today, because it may not have happened today. Uh, I thought about this day quite a bit. I thought, you know, I'm not going to have a guest because Lord knows what could happen with the engineering. And there's too much going on to have one particular topic to dive into. Um, and I've, I've been thinking about this for a while. You know, let's just go into a few things, cover some stuff that's out there, because I'm getting a lot of uh, email and social media requests from you folks to do that. I think by now, you know, I've got a pretty good breadth of um, information sources to pull from. And I think you're, you're liking the delivery method. So let us soldier on. With that, remember, everyone deployed. It is Red Friday. Also, let's get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. Uh, If you do the social media thing, you can follow me. on The three main that I'm doing right now are Gab, Getter, and Twitter. Gab and Getter, you can find me at DGNC65. Twitter, I'm still out there for the moment. I'm not fond of it. And no, I'm not going to go build up to the same level as it was before. That's at InfoEdge65 on Twitter. If you want to go through, you can go to the website, informationedge.net. Remember, that's a resource site for you uh, as far as the government links, uh, all the topics links, all the research that we go through. And I am going to be expanding that because the last few interviews I've done realized have made me to realize I need to go a little further in depth on some of the things that I put out there for you. Uh, it's also where you'll see the, the blogs. I did not blog this week because part of what we're going to talk today goes back to last week's show, The Electric Lie, or excuse me, two, week, two weeks ago. Um, last week, we had the young lady on that was running for Dallas County Judge, which I had, you know, I, I thought it was a great show. And at the very end, it was Lauren Davis, by the way, running for Dallas County Judge. When she said the amount of fundraising she's got to do was between three and five million, my, I, I almost literally fell out of the chair. Um, that's a congressional race to raise that kind of money. And I would encourage you, I think for those that listen to the show, realize that she's a very qualified candidate. She's certainly, uh, in the America first mold where it goes America first, uh, your state first in her case County. And that's a big County, Dallas County. So I would encourage you to go to her site and support her, uh, because I think she's the kind of, she's the ground up kind of people we need. And folks, we need them at all levels right now. So be sure to support Lauren Davis. Um, I, I definitely think she's someone that can go through. But the week before that, we had had the electric lie. And, I, and I'm going to start there with the show on because right now, ah, my favorite outlaw, Joe Fool, Joe Biden, you know, he's coming out with, uh, we got to do, we got to do the Defense Production Act because we need, uh, wait, what do we need? Toilet paper? Uh, depends oh yeah yeah we need more stuff for renewable batteries 
ladies and gentlemen, I, I applaud using the, that act when it's actually necessary. The problem we've got, and this goes back to, and I've been covering this for over a year in multiple segments from the climate lie, the electric lie, all the things that I've done, what you're being put forth right now in terms of, of the path that the liberal Nazis want you to go down. And let's just call them what they are. They're communists. They're Nazis. It's, it's time to take the, the Democrat label off of them. Now, please, let me, let me qualify that statement. I'm not saying every Democrat out there is, is, a, is a Nazi, is a communist. But the leadership is. And there's a big flock of the party that follows them. So they need to be called what they are, not what they present themselves to be. And this thing about the Green New Deal is one of the biggest lies that's trying to be perpetrated with your tax dollars and with policies and agendas out there that simply can't be met. And I've covered it numerous times, but I want to keep hitting this drum because they're, they're, they're relentless. They're telling you right now, if you go spend a bunch of money on electric cars, which you're getting a tax rebate from people that don't want to give the tax rebate, but your, your tax dollars are going towards that, that you're going to not have to worry about paying these increases in gas. Now, I did an analysis in that show two weeks ago that, you know, the actual cost of operating an electric car from the charge was not that bad. That doesn't include, though, the purchase price. That doesn't include if you have to replace a battery, which is very expensive. It doesn't include what your cost of insurance is, which is very expensive because of parts availability on those cars. Your, your operating cost for an electric car is very high. Now, if you're in an economic class and you say, I'm, I'm going to do this, damn the torpedoes, that's fine, as long as you know what you're getting into. The reality is my biggest problem that I came out with, and I said in that show, and I'm going to say it again, is the way that the current generations of batteries are made is a rape to the natural environment. And this blows me away, absolutely blows me away that the, that the environmental activists who sit there and say, well, we want green, we want green, will not have the decency and the honesty to admit that the cobalt battery process is one of the most heinous development processes on the planet. I put it on the site. I showed where they're mining. They're using slave labor for this. Folks, if you're driving electric cars, you're promoting international slavery. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you mean to do that. I'm just telling you the truth because you're not going to get it from someone else. So that technology has to change for electric to have my support going forward. I, I don't have a problem with the technology and the thesis of electric, but I have a problem with the way that the current development of the battery is. It's got to get away from that. Here's another problem. We don't control enough the natural mineral sources to make those. Let's say you go, hey, I don't care. Rape the environment. I need my electric battery, bud. Okay. Now let me appeal to your economic senses. We don't control that. China does. Africa does. We don't produce it. So by going down the again the current path you're enslaving yourself to those nations because they're going to control the supply and demand so this nonsense that we're actually going to get diversified it's crazy but let's take it to the supply of the power side you you, you got my argument on the car side 
ladies and gentlemen, it, it'll be decades before we have enough power in our grid to sustain what we currently have that uses power and to have a, a full electric force. I'm not saying you don't make investments. I'm not saying you don't have a forward-looking view. But for Joe Biden and Team Green to sit here and lie to you and tell you, well, it's going to make a difference in the next five or 10 years, it won't. It simply will not. It takes time to build that infrastructure. And the fastest means of growing that infrastructure is not solar and it's not wind, ladies and gentlemen. It simply isn't. And they can sit out and say, well, we've got to get more from, from renewable energy and we got to do this, we got to do that. Well, they can say that till they're blue in the face. The facts are from a, from a current material standpoint and a current R&D standpoint, it's not there. Now, can you produce more power with coal? Absolutely. Can you use carbon capture on coal to be sure it's not polluting? You bet you can. Can you do more natural gas plants? My God, why would you not want to? Those are ways to produce more power that you could have for that electrified grid, but you got to change the battery. Well, they don't want you to do that. They want you to get away completely from fossil fuels. So what are they pushing? They're pushing nuclear as carbon-free. Now, I don't have a problem pushing nuclear. I don't have a problem with nuclear with the, with the exception of if that's the route you're going to take, if you're going to ignore our other plentiful resources, which is just absolutely stupid, it's great for our nation, it's great for building jobs, we can be energy independent, we can do everything we need. And if you want nuclear to be a part of that, I'm all for it. Here's the problem. What are we having issues with right now? Russia being the world's energy truck stop. All this about, well, Russia, Ukraine, Russia, and we're going to get into Russia, Ukraine in a minute. The problem we've got right now, ladies and gentlemen, is guess what? Under the uranium-style reactors that we have and the necessary components it has to have to be a operating system, we require uranium, and we are not the world's largest producer. Uh, that would be a Russia. Uh, comrade, that'd be Russia. <laughs> and we've already seen where Putin has come out and said, hey, if you don't get these silly sanctions off me, um, where I can get the SWIFT system back, get my money collected, and you know get back in the world banking, I'm simply going to do sanctions on nuclear. Wait, are these, the, this is the nuclear we need to expand our, electric, our electrical base? Yeah, the same one. Oh, well, that's a problem. Now, is there a solution for nuclear? Yes, it is. It's called thorium reactors. And oh my God, you know what? We are the largest provider and supplier of thorium on the planet. That's a good thing. Problem is scientific community has not come together to make the thorium reactor something that can move us forward on that electrification. And the arguments that I hear is it's a good decade or two away. That doesn't mean it can't change sooner. That means that's just what we got to deal with right now so folks this stuff about coming out with the defense production act this is a dog and pony show and the dog has got diarrhea and the horse is leaving another trail of its own it, it, enough's enough i mean in the same week he comes out with the emmett till anti-lynching law anti-lynching Last known lynching occurred in the United States in 1981. 1981. Yet, we must pass legislation on this because, oh, my God, we got people getting lynched. 
If there's such a thing as a shell game being played metaphorically in the media with the outlaw, this is one of them. Well, I'm going to give you this right here because you're, you're going, oh, 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 there's no more lynching. Oh, there hadn't been any for a while. But, hey, if it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel good about yourself, little munchkin, then by golly, we're going to put that law out there. We want you to feel good. But don't watch what's happening in Russia, Ukraine, for example. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I, I've, I've gotten a lot of hostile email over it. I've gotten some hostile social media, but I'm telling you folks, we're not getting the full story. I know for a fact, we're not getting the full story. Now I'm, I, I haven't justified some of the, the atrocities that Putin has done, but I have tried to lay out a understanding of if we had comparable issues, if you had chemical and biological labs, labs across the Mexican border of the U S or the Canadian border, I can assure you we would go over there and take care of them. You know the politics behind the Donbass region. Those are areas recognized by the UN under protection under treaty that actually are favorable to Russia that want to be Russian that the Ukrainians have violated for over eight years. Mr. Zelensky wasn't <clears throat> democratically elected. He was installed when they took out Poroshenko back in 2014. That's the start of all this from the Obama administration. Yet you're hearing people, I, I, I support Ukraine. Support the people. By all means, support the people. But don't support the government. It's corrupt. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is doing everything to keep that political laundromat open because he knows when it closes, he doesn't have another place to launder money. And I'm going to tell you right now, foreign aid, as far as I'm concerned, is the laundering of our tax dollars to another foreign nation so it can come back and line the pocketbooks of politicians, not necessarily in domestic accounts, but there's more than one way around this world to hide money. Unless you can show me a dollar for dollar expenditure of everything we've sent in foreign aid of where it is went to fight the enemy, buy missiles, whatever, then you're not going to convince me it's not laundering of money. That's just my opinion. And I put it out there. But unless someone could give me a reason to not think that, I think it's a valid opinion because why would we send $14 billion to Ukraine? And there's still more money. I mean, that's just the, that was the one approved by Congress. When we have a true border issue, our own border issue here in Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and California. Now, maybe California doesn't care, but those other three states do. Why aren't we sending that money there? Why aren't we taking the political stance, the emotional stance, the monetary stance that you, that's being given to another country across the other side of the world? Why are we giving all that when we have problems right here? And my answer is follow the money. It's a money trail. It's, it's a nasty money trail. There's not a whole lot. You know, I mean, I'm going to be blunt. The Democrats right now that are controlling Congress have a, have a constitutional oversight responsibility of the executive branch as well as judicial, okay? Everybody has checks and balances. They've abdicated that because they're guilty behind it. I'm going to tell you right now, and I don't care if they're Republican. I don't care if they're Democrat. I don't care if they're in the House. I don't care if they're in the Senate. These people that have awarded the monies to go to 
uh, overseas, the amounts, I don't like you anymore. And there's some names I'm going to keep from saying, but this is wrong of what's been happening. So understand all this stuff that Joe's doing, it's just, it's to hide the fact that he, he's he got a laundromat over there, folks. He doesn't want to see it go away. That's why, have we ever, have we ever seen a $14 billion foreign aid package? In my, let's just say in the last 10 years, has anybody seen it? If you would, would you email it to me? My email is Darren at DarrenYancey.com. I'd like to know. I can't find one. If it's out there, I'd like someone to send it because I think it. I think it's the last hurrah, that last Hail Mary of, well, let's get the money over there so we can get it back. It's a bad deal. Now, here's the worst part. This is what's going to make you mad. Joe has come out and said that these sanctions that he's doing against Russia are going to have supply chain issues, which ultimately could cause food shortages here in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, this is over another country. We're not at war with Ukraine. We're not at war with Russia. They're trying to get there, but we're not there. To put forth any type of sanction and knowingly admit and accept that it's going to harm U.S. citizens, that person is no longer capable of functioning in their capacity, in their position. In this case, it's president of the United States. If there's ever been an argument of any time with any party to invoke the 25th Amendment and remove a fool, it is now. If we have any type of food problem, our, our nation, we feed ourselves in a lot of the world. There is no reason whatsoever for us to have any food issues at all here. We can grow it all ourselves. We could mass produce everything that we need. There should not be anybody going hungry in the United States of America. And if it happens, it happens because it is an engineered crisis. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you something. Hungry people, you can try to take guns from them. You can try to politically stop them. When their bellies start scratching, They'll grab uh, baseball bats, they'll grab pitchforks, they'll grab rakes, they'll grab hoes, shovels, um, they'll make spears, and they will come after your happy ass. Make no mistake that if Joe Biden's prophecy comes down, I will put right here, the United States citizenry will rise up and they will do a true insurrection and take D.C. down, and not in a pleasant manner. So if you're on the other side, why even go that path? Why even throw that out there? Why be stupid? Let's be smart. Look, right now, <laughs> the sanctions that Joe Biden has done, ladies and gentlemen, have had zero impact on Russia. Let me say that again. Zero impact on Russia. They're saying, well, we're, we've, we've destroyed the Russian economy and the value of the ruble. Really? Have you looked at what the ruble was before uh, March 8th and what it is today. It's about the same. Because let's, let's talk about what's happened. With these sanctions that have went out, what is Russia's big export? It's energy. It's petroleum products. It's natural gas. They are the world's fuel stop. And I've went in other, I've had other episodes where we've discussed why they are the world's fuel stop. Guess what happened this past week? There are nations now, China, India, and some others, that paid for fuel in gold. 
just as I told you was going to happen, it did. So instead of paying for these in the U.S. dollar under what we call the petrodollar because these idiotic sanctions, and I'm sorry if you're out there saying, well, we got to do something. Okay, I'm not saying you don't have to do something, but do something that is effective. This isn't working, and we're hurting ourselves. Because you now have major players purchasing petroleum products from Russia in gold. You know why? Because they can't sanction gold. Oh, but here's what else happened this week while you were scratching your toenails. Did you notice that Europe made a payment yesterday to Russia in rubles so that they could get their natural gas? Why? Because they didn't want to freeze to death. I said this weeks ago when all this stuff started coming out. I said, Vladimir Putin has a plan, and he was at checkmate before he ever crossed into Ukraine. I have not been proven wrong yet. If you've got what you feel is a valid argument, you can call me, 866-472-5790. I do have the phone lines open today. You can call and say, I think you're full of crap, and give me your points. But I'm telling you right now, I told you this going in, and right now, nothing's happened. So what's if they're... If he's still getting paid in either rubles or gold, how are the sanctions working? They're not. So here's what's happened because this idiot at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, he has taken what has been one of the strongest aspects of the United States um, currency, the petrodollar, and he's put it at risk. Now, notice I said he didn't eliminate it. Because I will tell you this, not every nation out there wants to buy rubles to pay for energy. Not every nation wants to have to spend the money on the volatility of gold to, do the, to buy their energy products. They also don't want to go buy and do a bunch of business with China because they know what China is going to do. With them. So fortunately for the United States, because of the bad actor in Russia, because of the bad actors in China, because of market volatility, uh, volatilities in gold. The U.S. dollar is not wiped out. But he has damaged it. He set forth wheels of action. He has forced people into corners that have basically given Joe the finger. Saudi Arabia, India, China, they're going to continue to do business with, with Russia. They have to. Saudi, as I explained in a few episodes back, built out all the refineries in Russia. There is no refining capacity in the Middle East. They simply produce the oil, send it out, let it be refined for other products. China's got a lot of people and a lot of economy. They need it. They're sucking it in. You want gold? Not a problem. Here's gold. So what has suffered because of economic sanctions? Well, very simply, you and me. We paid more at the pump. Now, but he, he, he wants to blame Mr. Putin, folks. Gasoline has went up since the day that Joe Biden took office. You don't have to take my word for it. Go back and check. It's there. But what folks don't understand, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing these, well, we're going to get the oil companies in here and we're going to have hearings. And, well, we're going to get to the bottom of why gas is one. I got to tell you something. The oil companies don't have jack squat to do with it. It's the commodities traders. It's the futures markets. It's the futures markets. Okay. And what those futures markets do is they basically, they, what's the word, the best way to put it? They speculate. They gamble. 
So here's what they look at. They had the inside knowledge that Russia is the world's refinery. Saudi was sitting a lot there. Russia was sitting a lot there. And this is what people didn't understand during the Trump administration. Trump understood the flow of goods and services. We produced more oil. We still had refining pro- capacity problems. So what we couldn't refine, we sent to Russia. They refined it cheaper, sent it back over. So we had plenty of supply that was over our demand. Thus, our price went down. Well, now we've got just the opposite of that. They said they're going to cut off Russian products. And folks, you didn't have any idea how much Russian product you had coming into your country. So when you take that supply out, okay, the U.S. domestic suppliers right now under the current terms can only produce so much. They have not been allowed to refine more, but now they don't have the outlet to send it overseas and get more back. So inventories have shrank. Has our demand dropped? Nope. Demand is where it is. It's gotten a little higher. So what does that do? That pushes up prices. Now, if the the convenience store operator and the oil and gas industry happen to profit from that, I don't blame them. I don't like the market, the, the commodities markets doing what they're doing, but the reality is that is what they do. They speculate and they set that. So all this stuff, well, we're going to get the oil and gas companies in here. Folks, that's another dog and pony show. And I told you what the dog's doing. It's got diarrhea, as does the horse. It's laying crap everywhere. It's designed to keep you not from seeing or not paying attention to the real issue. The real issue is we've got a bunch of crooks in Washington, D.C., and they've got to go one way or the other. I would prefer by ballot, but I think we're reaching a point in the nation's crucible that if we can't make a legal election to get rid of these snakes and vipers, we may have to go back to something this, this nation hadn't had in a few hundred years. And that's a true revolution. I like to say things like that. I, I'm, I'm not even comfortable saying it. At the same time, I've got kids, and one day I plan on having grandkids. And we're not going to sit here and put up with this type of nonsense. And I know a lot of you have those same frustrations. I get a lot of emails, tremendous amount of emails. I'd like you to talk about this topic. I'd like you to talk about this topic. Please don't mention my name. And it, it, it hurts my heart every time I see something like that because I know what they're referring to. They don't want to put their brand out there behind it because right now in the current problems that we're having defending the First Amendment, they're afraid of being ostracized. And I get it. I've been there. Uh, I've been ostracized. But I'm at a point in my life, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid-50s. I don't, I'm going to do what I got to do to make a living, and I'm going to do what I have to do to survive and be free. And the first thing is, at one point, if we got to declare Texas an independent republic again, I'm all for it. I'll be honest with you right now. I would rather see 50 independent republics working together than, than the, the current garbage we've got in D.C. That hurts my heart to say that. That doesn't mean, however, I've given up. A lot of us are looking at 2022 as a bellwether. Are we going to have free and fair elections? Everybody knows, and I keep people saying, we got to go back and fix 2020. Folks, they're not going to allow us to fix 2020. Okay, if you haven't figured that out by now, go have yourself a shot of Jack Daniels. They're not going to let you do that. That doesn't mean that they're not scared of what may happen to them if it's not a legal election in 2022, two different points of reality. All right, folks, we're going to take a hard break. Uh, I need to get a drink of water, and we're going to pay a few bills. You're listening to the Information Edge podcast with Darren Yancey, and we'll be right back. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. To reach the program today, call in to 1-866-472-5789. That's 1-866-472-5789. Or send an email to darren at darrenyancey.com. Now back to The Information Edge. Now, welcome back to The Information Edge podcast, folks. I'm your host, Darren Yancey. Now, I, I got just a slaughter of emails during the break darren don't be new what happens if this and blah 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 okay let's talk about that and i i've hit this before and i'll hit it again if the energy market changes where the the dollar is no longer the petrodollar and, and it's 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 happened unofficially does that ruin us well it could hurt us depending on what the markets do again i, I laid out and before the break, a lot of folks don't want to do business with Russian rubles. They certainly don't want to do business with China and they don't want to just have to buy gold. They, 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 they like the dollar. Okay. They also realize that our politics change, but let me give you an idea because right now distribution lines are kind of being redrawn and, and there's things going on that I can't tell you about yet because they're not there, but I, I promise you, I don't want you to fret about energy. We're going to have Despite what Team Green says, we're going to have enough fuel. We're going to have enough power. And, and I know this because I deal directly with some people in consulting and refinery. We do a little bit of fuel trading. So I got a little more knowledge than the average bear. Um, you're going to see a country come out of this in the next few weeks. It's going to be the new gas stop internationally. And that country will supply America with 
plenty of product until we can get the right administration in where we can do it ourselves. So I don't want you to fret. The other is with the supply lines that could change. If China comes out and says, well, we really don't want to do business with the U.S. anymore because of your, what you've done with Russia, I don't think that's a bad thing. As a matter of fact, I see it as an opportunity to regain our footing in manufacturing that we gave away to China over a quarter century ago. Now, yeah, there could be some growing pains and some stuff, but with the right leadership, now, I don't think we have the right leadership. I think the first change comes in November. We start going down that path. So I don't want you to feel that it's it's doom and gloom. Yeah, there's some issues. we got to address them. But we could come out of this with the right leadership, as strong a nation as we've ever been, and positioned to give our grandchildren a debt-free future. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's there. It's within reach. So sometimes stupidity has to occur to show that there's a possibility and a silver lining out there. And I'm telling you right now, we need to take advantage of that. We need to do everything that we can. The argument between fossil fuel and, and green has got to come together. It's got to coalesce. It's got to realize Folks, to go out and build more nuclear factories, to go out and build more solar panels, to go out and build more windmills, you have to have heavy crude that can be processed into these products. You cannot take away fossil fuels. If you take away fossil fuels, folks, we might as well just put a, just sit in a mud hut on our butts because that's what you would have to do. So it's not going to go away anytime soon. And the reality is our society is structured. I'm not saying... Don't look at alternatives. We have, have been going into natural gas-powered vehicles. I want to see that go forward. We've talked about hydrogens out there. I would like to have multiple of choices that you and I as consumers can go with our own denomination that we choose and say, I want to support that. We do not need to have the government playing referee and team player as well dictating what succeeds not because as a because the government has let's be honest they got a terrible track record they just have a horrible track record and most of that is because of corruption of self-interest ladies and gentlemen that's why there's got to be a massive change in washington massive change in washington both parties both houses it's got to have a massive change so you've got there i know right now it's we, we've got some darkness and there is the old saying, it gets darkest before the dawn. You have to hang tight because there is actually a very big, bright, shiny future for us. And I got to tell you, if we do it, we'll actually, we'll, it'll be like glitter. It'll go and it'll float across the rest of the globe because we are the shining light. And you must remember that. That doesn't mean it's not painful. It doesn't mean it can't be ugly. Um, but we are that shining light and the opportunity is rising. There's, there's a lot of things that are changing right now. I will tell you, uh, Russia long-term there, what's going to happen with Russia long-term is they're simply, they're not going to sell direct products to the United States. I think we're fixed to go back to cold war, but are they going to stop selling products? No, they're going to sell them to China. They're going to sell them to Pakistan. They're going to sell them to India. They're going to sell them to South America. And some of those products are going to make it to the United States under different brand names. But that's another story. We've got to work on getting ourselves energy independent. We are but 
an administration away from doing that. We saw it under Trump. It can happen just that fast. Refining capacity, however, is one of the things that's got to change. We've got to invest in more refineries here in the United States, beef up the ones that we've got so that we can take advantage of our petroleum industry, use our coal industry. And by the way, that carbon capture, we do carbon capture. Carbon capture is one of the greatest sources of fuel for a green energy product called biofuel. We've got to stop having team green against team fossil fuel. They've got to learn how to work together. And we can create, oh my God, so many jobs, so many well-paying, taxes out the wazoo. I'm talking about the biscuit. I'm talking about the, the, the gravy train on biscuit wheels, folks. That's what we could get to. But we've got to get these political Nazis out of the way. And, and it's got to be America first. And it's got to be America first. Whether you want to wear a Republican flag on your back or whether you want to wear a Democrat or a Green Party or whatever party, you got to put America first. That must change. Sending out our tax dollars overseas, I'm, I'm telling you right now, shut off all foreign aid. Shut it off. Go back, do a five-year, I don't want to go back, past that, go back and do a five-year audit of all the foreign aid we've given. I want receipts for every dime we've spent. And unless you can show it went for all the things it was supposed to, I want our money back. I want our money back because ladies and gentlemen, we've got debt. If we quit spending, here's the <clears throat> Ronald Reagan said this best. We do not have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem and the spending must come down. And the only way that's going to change is to the ballot box. We've got to make those changes. We make those changes. Woo, woo. I'm telling you, we can, we can unleash an engine. What we saw during Trump, you got a glimmer of it. And a lot of you young folks don't remember when Ronald Reagan was around. I was there. I was a Reaganite. We've had that engine before. Trump cranked it up a little bit. It hadn't got full started. Then Biden came in and pretty much drained the oil while it was running, you know, through a rod. We got to do an overhaul. We got to put it back in. But while we're building it back up, you know, we can put, we can put a supercharger in it. Ooh, yeah. We can put a cam in it. Oh, yeah. We can do things, get better gas mileage. Hell, let's run, let's get biofuel and refine it to make gasoline. Holy Moses, there is a conglomeration between green and fossil. I'm telling you it's there, but you've got people right now lying to you all the time. So we got to stop the lies. What's another part of lies going on? Let's 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 have a little fun. I know your favorite press secretary, Pepper, Peppermint Patty, uh, are better known as Jen Saki. Well, the rumor is she's going to MSNBC. Okay, I get it. She's probably tired of uh, Peter Ducey just whipping her on a daily basis. And I've been thinking about it. You know, what, what's her new show going to be called? Let's circle back. <laughs> I mean, you know, the woman couldn't give a straight answer. So she's going to be on a, a show. And, and I guess here's my question. Aren't they supposed to not just directly go from their job to something like, oh, wait, that was under the Trump administration. I'm sorry, it was under Trump. He didn't like that kind of stuff, but these guys are freely to do that. I, I just found it interesting that she's going there saying, well, now, who's going to replace her, uh, Karen Jean-Pierre or Kate Beddingfield? Well, um, they're both females, so that right now equates. And by the way, I don't have a problem that you want to consider a female. I just don't think men should be excluded just because you say we need to promote more women. 
I do believe in the best candidate. And right now, if women have a disadvantage because we've not done the schooling or whatever, let's get them up to speed so that when we're talking about the best candidate, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman, uh, it doesn't matter what the color is, we get the best candidate in there. So we'll see. This administration, they, they want to go with a sexual preference and certain color skin. I think you could probably figure out who's going to be the next press secretary, but we will miss Peppermint Patty. Um, unless you were lying under a rock, a little important thing came out this past week where the Federal Elections Commission fined Hillary's campaign for the Russian dossier. Now, what basically, now they didn't come out and say it was false. That wasn't what it was because they didn't report the expenses that they were doing in spying on the Trump campaign, which is a federal offense. Now, if you go to Tim Hillary, they're going to say, well, we didn't admit to any wrongdoing. We just, we just wanted, we just wanted to put this behind us, you know, and pay our fine, speed bump, whatever. Well, they paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars fine, which is, it's not the most heinous, but it's certainly not a couple hundred bucks. And we all know there's been things. Judicial Watch has done a lot of work where they've shown what's happened. I just find it interesting that the difference between a conspiracy theory. And reality is anywhere between six months to two years, depending on the bandwidth of the media that coverages. This was all conspiracy theory, and now we know it's not. We know that the Trump administration was spied on by Hillary. We know that the Trump administration was spied on by Barry Obama. How come nobody's under investigation? Oh, that's right. That's right. The Democrats are in charge. They're in charge. They want to see things go their way, which brings me to the next little... Uh, uh, self-righteous conundrum in the legal department. Now they're wanting Clarence Thomas, which by the way, will someone explain to me why Clarence Thomas is not chief justice? Should that man not be chief justice? How in the hell did we let that other worm become chief justice? Uh, that's, I think that's something that needs to be revisited. Clarence Thomas needs to be the chief justice on there. And, and he's a, he's just a phenomenal man. And you want to see something that you want to talk about something that somebody that went through a horrible process to become a Supreme Court, go back and check out his story. Oh, and by the way, Joe Biden was one of the ones that was roasting. It was, it was awful. It was an embarrassment. I think the only one that was worse was uh, Reagan's uh, nominee of Robert Bork a couple of years earlier. And they were just awful what the Democrats did. So every time you hear this stuff, well, well, that's just, that's just terrible. Why would that party do it? There's a long history of both sides sabotaging and going after uh, their other candidates. Bush put one out, I forget her name, Harriet, whatever. She really didn't meet on the court, and they, they roasted her. The only one right now that I think is on the court that shouldn't be there is Elena Kagan. I'm sorry. She had no qualification to be a Supreme Court justice. The only reason she's there is uh, Obama had enough congressional votes at the time to run her through. She had no business being there. This new gal, uh, you know, Miss Jackson, you know, look, here's the thing. There's no question she's got legal credentials. You, you, anybody says, well, she's not qualified as a judge. Eh, no, 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 no. She's qualified as a judge. What it's going to boil down to is, do you like her political opinions? When Sonia Sotomayor was nominated, you couldn't argue with her judicial pedigree. It, it was impeccable. You could go and say, I don't like her opinions. I don't like where she stand and everything, which I didn't. But that didn't make her ineligible as a judge or, or didn't disqualify her. Um, and I, I, you know, look, she's done what I think she was going to do. And a lot of people think, well, we got to keep this gal off the court folks. We don't have, there's the votes aren't there. 
They're just not there. And remember, she's replacing basically a, a liberal vote. So it's not going to make the court any more or any less liberal. It's just she's there. The problem I've got is at some point there, you know, look, we don't like her politics. I, I get it. Um, she's qualified from the judicial, but then you got to get into, there are certain rulings that I do think you have to go. Hmm. Now we know when abortion comes up, they, um, when it's a, a conservative nominee, they want to beat that with a broom because they want to know how it's going to go through. And if you're, if you even sniff that you would be anti-abortion, Oh, this person should be, you know, fried. Um, and if I were a left-leaning liberal Nazi, I would have the same opinion. As a conservative, I don't. But I think there's a point when you look at her track record, um, Judge Brown, on pedophilia. These are kids who have been abused, who've had crimes committed against them. She does have a track record of being soft. That's disturbing. And... If it was a if it was a conservative nominee, and this came out, I wouldn't support her. I might like all of her rulings. I might like her track record, but when when you're not standing and protecting children, I got a problem with that. And I think the fact that Susan Collins has already come out and said she's going to vote for, I think that's a mistake. I think it's time Susan Susan Collins needs to be replaced. It, it, it's just time to get. I mean, she's she's a rhino at best. Uh, you, you served your country, get out. It's time to get somebody else in there. But the, but the pedophilia thing, I mean, it's right now, this, this is a, this is a express train to hell that we're seeing in the country of trying to normalize certain sexual things and pedophilia being one of them. Folks, we have a responsibility to, to protect our children. And I'm sorry, the fact that she is, has allowed some of those, um, I got a problem with it now. They've kind of alluded, you know, there's obviously reasons these questions are going through. The other one that came up, which was a big fail, was not being able to identify what a woman is. I mean, come on, come on. Uh, you, we know what a woman is. We know what a man is. And, I, and all right, for those in the uh, <clears throat> LGBT community, I'm fixing to just step all over your toes and do a mariachi dance. The reality is there are but two genders. A man who has equipment between his legs and a woman who has a different set of equipment between her legs. That's it. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing all these things. Well, we've got the people at Disney, and we're going to get to Disney in just a second. Uh, you know, well, well, we're raising a pansexual. Well, what the hell is a pansexual? Does that mean you got a thing for Peter Pan? I, I mean, what does that mean? This, well, I'm fluid gender. Really? Are you? Do you have interchangeable sex parts that actually work? Or, or are you, you know... Uh, I mean, look, if you want to identify as one thing, fine. But if you've got certain genitalia, that's what you be. Okay. I don't have a problem with the homosexual community. It's not my, my preference. I'm a heterosexual, but if you are a man, you love another man, go get you woman, love another woman. If you're a switch hitter and you know, you want to go there, that's fine. But I have a problem with, if you are <clears throat> born with a certain appendage between your legs that the medical community defines as a penis um, until that particular appendage is removed, you are a man. Now, for those who have said, I feel like a woman and have had sex changes, or I feel like a man and you were committed to, I salute you. 
because you not just felt you you I'm taking the making the commitment by God and I will call you whatever you change to because you've went through that motion. You've made a commitment. I'm sold. But <clears throat> a man who goes and gets himself a boob job takes certain drugs to make the apple go away to hide the banana. Got news for you, Charlie Brown. You're still a man. Okay. And this is where I have a problem. This is where we're going to wrap up today's show is I, I, I don't support the transgender community in that respect. This stuff where we're trying to groom children to become uh, homosexuals or transgender while they're children, folks, a child is a child. They need to be allowed to enjoy growing up, have the have it. And if they make a decision on them, then that's their decision. Grooming, where it's not a crime, it needs to be a crime. God help you if you try to do something like that to one of my kids. Because I'm coming after you, as is the rest of my family. And, I, and this nonsense has to stop. And the legality of it has to stop. The butchering of children has to stop. Let a child be a child. And I'm sorry to the transgender. No, I, I don't view you in the same light. I don't view you in the same light as the homosexuals. I don't view you in the same light as the bisexuals. I don't view you in that same light. I view you as someone that if you still got something between your legs, you is a man. That means you need to be going in man bathrooms or a unisex. I've had a few come up beside me and it's, it's an experience, but I know what I'm dealing with. But I do not want a man going in the same bathroom where my wife or daughter or cousin or niece is there because we've already seen what happens there. And you're going to get us to fight you tooth and nail all the way. There has to be a banning of that. And, and you know what? Pay the woke price. If some tournament says, well, we're not going to do business with you. Fine. Stick it in your craw. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the LGBT community is probably 10% of the overall population. And if you want to have that percentage equivalent to that of your commercials and market, I don't have a problem with that, but like Disney's now coming out and they're saying, well, we want half of our characters be reflective in that. Well, that's not reflective of the nation. Be proportional, be reasonable. Okay. And we already know what's happening. I mean, I, I dropped my Disney subscription. Hadn't really been a big fan of them, but we won't go back to one of the theme parks. And folks, there's more of us with more dollars to spend than there is in that community that are fighting for this. Let's have a look at Disney, shall we? Let's go back to, let's look at their stock price. I think uh, I had it back to last year up to April 5th. What was it at April? I want to say it was $190. Let's take a look here. Okay. As of April 5th of last year, it was $191.47. That's what Disney stock was trading for. Let's look at it today, shall we? Hmm, $137. Another 0.016 drop today. Ladies and gentlemen, there are more of us than there are of them. Now, I'm not asking for the transgender community to change themselves. I'm simply don't want you to have be force feeding your lifestyle down my throat. Go be free. That's how you want to live. That's fine. 
but we're not going to change laws to accommodate you to go into a women's restroom when you're a man. And the same thing in sports. The fact that, that transgender men, women, whatever you want to call them, are going into women's sports and competing and dominating is a vicious atrocity towards women. Where the hell are the feminists? Why are they not screaming up and down on this? Look, if you want to be a transgender and you're a man, then go create your own division where you can all compete. I think that's the only fair thing. I think it's a reasonable thing. And then whoever wins, fine. But don't go in and pollute women's sports because you couldn't make it men's. That's ridiculous. And it's got to stop. And I will tell you something. This indoctrination, this grooming, this forced participation that the transgender community, I'm not talking the other side of the alphabet. I'm talking specifically the transgender. This, there's going to be blowback on this. It's going to be nasty blowback because these are people's children. They don't want you touching them. They don't want you near them because you're viewed as a freak. Now, if you don't want to be viewed as a freak, just live your life happily. No one's going to here to bother you. I don't have a problem with laws to protect you from getting beat up on the street and thing like that. And Hey, I'm, you know, you can't get a job because that's the way you decided to live your life. I don't want that for you. But at the same time, I don't want you teaching my, my kids. I don't want you forcing them to make the decision. If you want to have a, a conversation with an 18 year old and say, here are the benefits of why I live the way I live. Let that person get to 18 of legal age. But if you're doing anything before that, it's bar it's barbarism. And you're going to get fought tooth and nail on it. Absolutely fought tooth and nail on it. And I got to tell you something. This is not a, this is not one you're going to win. And uh, so in my opinion, Dump Disney, dump their stock, uh, you know, dump the Disney channel. Don't go to Disneyland or Disney world, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I, I, I'm quoting to Disney cause this is just the flavor of the week, but how many other woke companies have been out there where they don't like, you know, here's your policy on, uh, you know, transgender, but we don't like, we don't do, do business with you. Well, you know what, guess what? There's more of us than there are of you in the spending arena. We simply We'll take our dollars elsewhere. And I promise you, if Disney stock gets dumped like a hot potato overnight, you will see some backing up of some things. All right, folks, we're almost out of time for today. You've been listening to the Information Edge podcast. I'm Darren Yancey. It has been a pleasure bringing this to you today. And, uh, you know, I try to be a little creative. I want to make you think, try to make you laugh from time to time. And I'll be back next week with another message in the interim. I want you to be safe. I want you to know that God loves you. And remember, USA is the greatest nation on God's green earth. Despite our differences and challenges, it's all going to work out just fine. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Information Edge. Please join your host, Darren Yancey, again next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Central, and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share then.